Terrificon, Connecticut's biggest Comic-Con, returns to Mohegan Sun, August 9th to the 11th. Meet Billy D. Williams, Val Kilmer, Doctor Who's John Barrowman, and the voices from Animaniacs and Thundercats. New England's largest guest list of comic book artists from DC and Marvel Comics is at Terrificon on August 9th to the 11th at Mohegan Sun. Tickets on sale now at Terrificon.com. Hey, that's right, everybody. You are listening to the home of Terrificon, the Power Cosmic Podcast, the one and only podcast produced, directed, talked about, whatever, by yours truly, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man behind Terrificon. That's right. Wake the kids, phone the neighbors. It's me, Mitchell A.S. Halleck. And first off, I want to thank everybody out there who listens to the show and actually sent me birthday uh, wishes last week. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like that old song, The Rhinestone Cowboy. I get cards and letters from people I don't even know. It's weird to get hundreds of uh, birthday wishes. It's nice. Thank you very much, Facebook. Or I like to think of it, Stalker Book. But it's cool. It's cool. A lot of folks I used to work with and went to school with and high school with and met over the years and then as the, all the people I meet at the shows and they come by and I was at Plastic City Comic Con in Fitchburg, uh, Massachusetts this weekend, hung out with the old crew, Matt Herring, Joe Caramagna, Jason May, a lot of folks uh, that are going to be at Terrificon on August 9th to the 11th, a lot of exhibitors, a lot of the artists came by and said hi, took some postcards, my old buddy, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him, the guy that makes all the buttons, Tom Ryan. He was cool. Always fun to see Tom. But anyway, it was fun. And we do seem to see the same people again and again. It's kind of a little community here. And we all know each other. And it's just weird. Sometimes you realize how many years have gone by. I think I've known some of these people 10 years or more. And again, it's just from a common you know, interest of hobbies, of comic books and movies. The next thing that we're talking. And before you know it, 10 years has gone by. It's a lot of time. So... Not going to get retrospective here, but again, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I was surprised to see the ratings and the downloads on the solo show I did a couple weeks ago when I got on my little Mitch's milk crate towards the end and started pontificating, and you people didn't send me uh, hate mail and death threats. They actually said it was pretty cool, so who knew? Who knew that some people actually like listening to this stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to bore you to death. I'm going to have a good one-hour conversation with me and Ordway. Uh, Jerry and I went out for pizza once again last week. He gave me an awesome cover. One of the coolest birthday presents I ever got. I got a lot of sketches of Captain America over the years. And Jerry, while he's known to be a Superman and Shazam artist, recently did Captain America The Invaders, a one-shot from Marvel, written by Mr. Roy Thomas, Jerry's old-time collaborator from the All-Star Squadron days at DC. So they got together and worked on a Marvel as part of Marvel's 80th anniversary celebration that our friend C.B. Cymbalski, who was also at Terrificon last year, went ahead and spearheaded. A lot of cool stuff coming out from the Marvel House of Ideas. But anyway, uh, Jerry gave me a huge envelope. I thought it was artwork for Terrificon, and I couldn't think of what it was, and I opened it up, and there it is, the very original uh, you know art for the uh the first issue of this book this one shot cover so now i have a brand new captain america piece of art 
from Mr. Ordway. I can check that off my list. I'm getting my other list of uh, folks that I'm going to see at Terrificon that I want to get some sketches from. Definitely want to get uh, Brett Breeding is going to do a Captain America holding Thor's hammer. Got to get one of those. Um, this is so many people at the show. Honestly, man, there's Mike Grell. There's uh, Paul Galassi. These are the guys that I grew up reading, you know, so they're, they're on my they want list to get something. Al Milgram's going to be there. He's doing commissions. So it's kind of cool to get a one-of-a-kind piece of art or, you know, a sketch or a signature even from some of these people that you grew up reading. And, you know, now you get to see them face-to-face -face and say thanks a lot for everything. Uh, it's just, it's like I said, it's just, it's a great job. It's, it's fun every single day. Uh, you never know what's going to happen when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes I don't go to sleep. I go to bed at 2 in the morning, wake up at 5. I'm answering emails at 4 o'clock in the morning. I think people are surprised to see or hear from me. Occasionally, I get cranky. You know, I'm not I'm not perfect. Sometimes I get a little annoyed with some of the requests and stuff. And I've been told, don't answer everybody, but I always end up doing that. Whether it's a, a blessing or a curse, I don't know, but I do do that because I think everybody's entitled if you've taken the time to write to me you should get uh, a response back so that's why I try to do it but like I said I'm not perfect and I don't know all the answers I always think I'm trying to give you the, the best solution for the situation and, and it's a learning process every single day you learn something new you know you, do, you can't teach somebody who thinks they know it all always remember that I learned that a long time ago you think you know everything then what's the point of talking to you? Because obviously, you know it all. So there is that. So if I'm, I'm going to go off on that tangent, I'm just going to say there's a difference between, you know, working hard at stuff. I, I got, like I said, I was just thinking about that when I said I've seen these people for years. Keith Gleason's a good example. Keith's got a brand new book out there called The Mighty Mascots. I just picked up issue two. It's from Alterna Press. Keith writes it. And uh, he signed my copy because I've been trying to find it. It's coming out from Alterna Press, which is one of the small press publishers. You'll see it Terrificon along with Aftershock Comics and Ahoy Comics. We try to, you know, spotlight some people that you might not see. It's not always Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse or Dynamite. There's a lot of small independent press out there that we're trying to get people to read. The stories are good. The art's good. Might as well try it. Give it a shot. But Keith's one of those guys. Now, he's been working on comic books forever i mean i know him he was doing a book years ago with john Samino, who used to be on this show and uh christian russo would be involved in it and uh it's the hero was it the hero envy comic i have a couple copies of it i just can't i think it's called hero envy i can't remember the title of it but chris uh, chris uh, keith never gave up you know he kept going and i remember matt herring who was sitting next to me over at uh, Plastic City this week, he and I sat there. Matt's written a couple books. You know, Matt didn't go to school to be an author, but, you know, he got into it and he wrote about things he loved. He wrote about Doctor Who. He wrote a book about sea monkeys that I actually did some artwork for. That If you ever see him, pick that up. He's got a lot of books about all the rock and roll stars that he loves. I think he's written a book about UFO. Uh, is it Asia? Striper? I think Striper. He's written a book and he's always working on something with some of these rock bands from the 80s that he, he he's come to know and you know become their official biographer for um but matt years ago we were talking about conventions and we were talking about 
you know, busting your ass and going out every week. Because I do do this every week to the point of pain. And I have some friends that just sit there and shake their head and go, why do you have to keep doing this? Why do you why do you keep going out and do that? You've already established that you're the biggest show in Connecticut. I mean, no one's going to challenge you. You're, you're Connecticut's Comic Con, okay? Terrific Con is the show. And as far as comic-based guests in New England, you're not going to find another show like this. It's not Boston. It's not anybody else out there. It's If you want to go for comic book guests, artists, and writers in New England, Terrific Con is it. That's it. There's, there's no if fans, or buts about it. There's like over 150 comic book creators just there. If you want to go get, you know, artists, I mean, not artists, actors, autographs, there's other shows. Go do that. If you want to go meet celebrities, go do that. But if you want to be on a comic book show, if you want to go talk to writers and artists about Spider-Man and Superman and Batman and Captain America and Thor and, and all that, there's terrific on. That's it. But I was just talking about Matt. And the reason why we were talking about that is we would go and you get in a zone. And I think people that write or are creative or you know music or whatever, they could tell you about it. And you just don't stop. You just kind of get it done. I mean, you'll go hours. You'll, you'll go without eating, out sleeping, out showering, just to get it out the door. And I remember Matt told me, uh, we were talking about doing all this promotion, postcards and driving around and dropping them off at gas stations and, and, and 7-Elevens and diners and hanging them up at libraries and train stations and you name it. I mean, I always have them in my back pocket. And we were at the uh, fish restaurant, seafood place the other night with Joe Caramagna, who I'll put that on another podcast maybe next week because there was some fun dinner conversation. But Joe walks in and he just stares at the bulletin board. He goes, was that here when you got here? Because before he walked in, I put a Terrificon poster up on the flyer. And he was in New Haven uh, picking up some donuts because Joe's a huge donut lover. He went to a place called Donut Crazy. And uh, New Haven's where I'm from. And I was just there like two weeks ago putting posters and flyers up all over the streets, all over the, the telephone poles and the billboards and all that type of stuff around Yale. And Joe's like, geez, man, you're like everywhere. And again, this is what Matt said, and I'm trying to get back to it. He said there's a difference between a go-getter and a no-getter. And I always remember that. It's just so funny. It sounds like something a kid would say. Like, see that guy? He's a no-getter. See that guy? He's a go-getter. And what the difference is, is you're going to see people. You might be one of them, or you might think you're one of them. And you, 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 you work hard for something. And it hopefully, all the stars align and the planets line up, and it works out. And it's successful. So it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. And he either could give up and go try something different or, and this is what I, I see a lot of people do, you just become bitter and you might not see it, but it, trust me, it's out there. And then you sit there and you complain about all the things working against you or people working against you. Like, well, I can't be the head of this club because they don't like me. Or that guy, he's got connections. That's why he got away with it. Or he's special because he knows people. Or, you know, I don't have his money. Or I have to work for a living. So what you end up doing, if you're a no-getter, is you find excuses. And you kind of wrap yourself in that warm blanket. You know, you don't want to go out in the cold and, and try to you know, make fire. You'll just curl up in that little blanket and 
sorrow and bitterness and just sit there and, and wallow in it. And you'll find other people who are like, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah, everybody sucks, yeah, that's why we're not number one. And before you know it, you've, misery loves company is not just an expression, it's actually true. You just end up hanging around with miserable people who just delight in just looking at other folks and waiting for them to fall. And it's it, honestly, it's just, like I said, a waste of life. You could be out there doing something productive, whether it's for you or whether it's for a stranger or your community or something like that. Just honestly, just take that negativity and turn it around and, and do something positive with your day. And before you know it, maybe you'll find a new lot in life. Maybe you'll find a whole new direction you never thought you were going to go. Maybe you'll end up doing something you didn't plan on doing it and you become good at it. But don't just sit back there and be bitter. Don't sit there and just drive the bitter bus and and just, you know, point the fingers and make fun of other people. Oh, look at that guy. He sucks and they suck and we all suck. I mean, that, like I said, the Internet's full of that constantly, 24-7. Don't become part of the problem. You're better than that. You really are. Just, just don't listen to people and do what you want to do. Keep your head down. Work hard. And sooner or later... You know, 10 years later, you might look back and you've accomplished a lot of great things if you just focus on doing that and don't sit there and, and just dwell on the negativity and just sit there and talk about missed opportunities and stop blaming everybody for everything. For God's sakes, man, grow up. Anyway, what this has to do with comic books, I don't know. Well, it does really because what hero gives up? Nobody, none of them. Spider-Man. The whole thing about Spider-Man is not giving up. You know, he's a, in every, all the movies, you always hear him like, come on, Spider-Man, get up, get up, Spider-Man. That, that, that's the whole point of that, to get up every single day like that speech Rocky does in uh, Rocky Balboa. That's, that's what it's about. It's life's going to hit you hard, and you show yourself by getting up and, and going back out there every day and, and taking the hit and, and keep getting up. And that's, you know, that's what they do. That's how winning's done, they say. So, anyway, this has been... My latest Mitch's Milk Crate, as I ramble here. But sit back now and listen to actually some fun stuff as Jerry and I talk about a whole bunch of stuff this time. I think we were cracking up about cartoons and and movies and all that stuff. So it's just another hour of ranting. If you're driving, you're walking your dog, or you're just listening to this in the background, it's just a way to kill some time. And it's kind of fun. But anyway, I will see you at Terrificon in a couple more weeks. Uh, check the website. I put the panels up. I'm putting up all the uh, exhibitors as we speak. There's a lot to do. There's a lot going on. John Barrowman's doing a cabaret show. I announced that. Uh, dinner with Steranko. You can hang out with Steranko and, and, and talk to him, get some autographs and have dinner. It's a good dinner. You get a nice appetizer, a real nice meal, dessert even, and you get to hang out with Steranko from 8 to 12. We ever think you would do that? Here's your opportunity. So... Just go ahead and do it. Check out Twisted Tunes. That's part of the show on Tuesday. A lot of good stuff coming on. A lot of good stuff. Anyway, without further ado, here's Jerry and I at, um, I think, the Colony Grill. This was. And uh, it's just us BSing. That's it. I'll see you soon. So I guess it's not. No, it was fun. It was fun because it was <laughs> um, uh, birthday. Almost my birthday. 
Alright, we're back again. Here, put it here. And today is July 9th. 19, 19, almost 20, your birthday. Almost my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Uh, and you're, you're aging in backward, I am, backwards. I'm, like, button. I'm actually only 12. It's, I, I hate, seem like I'm 12. I hate changing the diaper, I gotta tell you. I know, it's getting messy. <laughs> you're gonna hurt something. You're gonna pull something doing that. Um, uh, my lumbago. Oh, how was your Captain America book? Did you you have a good experience? Yes. Was that your first ever full length? No, you no, did that did one with, uh, with Jurgens. Jurgens. Yeah, 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 set in World War II. World War II, II well. So I guess it's not. No, it was fun. It was fun because it was the first time that I can remember at least drawing the original Human Torch. Oh, that's right. And I don't think I've drawn Namor somewhere. other than a couple of panels somewhere. You know, maybe for it that you did. I might have inked him in a panel. Yeah. But I also inked a pinup over Mike Macklin for Marvel Fanfare with Namor and uh, Daredevil back in it. How is it to draw Roosevelt in this? It was like doing All Star Squadron. And what about this Jack Kirby thing? People said they saw that and they thought that was cool. That yeah, you, you know what? In there. And again, I, I don't blame Marvel for this, but they took a cigar out of his. Oh, did they really? I mean, I thought the cigar was so identifiable, like kind of Groucho was. Yeah, yeah, that's cigar. his thing. Everybody it wasn't did. lit. But it was just a he cigar, just it, yeah. and they they, they had to edit it out. it out, yeah. Which just, I get. I you get. heard about the Stranger Things, right? I heard that they were trying to get people. Not people to upset smoke. about the smoking because there's a scene where the sheriff guy Hopper yeah. is in the middle of a restaurant. They smoking a cigarette, right. and people around him because they go, "Well, that's what it was in the '80s. Yeah. You could smoke wherever you wanted to." Yeah. You know? I mean, it, that didn't go away till like the '90s, I think. It, the, the first laws. I mean, in Wisconsin. When I moved in 87, it was still legal. Yeah. In Connecticut, it was still legal to smoke in bars and restaurants right. until, I think, 89 or something. Then it started not smoking. Yeah. Or they had the smoking section. Right. They? they would yeah. put them off, and then if the wind blew... Yeah, yeah it, was, it never made much sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but those are good laws. No, I know. You would and, think. And the problem with doing it in a movie or a comic is it's you not don't want to the promote time period. it. I mean, you don't want to promote it. To somebody, you know yeah, but I mean? if you go back to Sewage's story in a certain time period, you want to be true to the times, right? But I mean, like for example, wearing what? hats doesn't yes. cause cancer. No. So you can draw people, everybody wearing a hat. Yeah. But you can't really draw. Everybody smoked in my childhood. Everybody oh my god! Around it was like smoked. the Temple of Doom. My house. My was mom was a un- cloud of smoke from my, my father. My mom and my aunt were unusual in that they didn't smoke. And my mom they didn't were smoke like either. The, yeah. You know what's my, wrong with you? You know, my dad, smoking. my grandparents, <laughs> everybody smoked cigarettes yeah. or cigars. I was 16. I tried to learn. I didn't like cigarettes. I, I, I never tried. And then I tried pipe because I saw those pictures. See, that's how it's influential. Oh, because you're I've never Kane. seen the picture of Bob Kane. No, Bob the picture Kane. of Bob Kane. Oh, and you say he's got the hello, pipe, smoking like, jacket hello, I'm with Bob a Kane. velvet collar. Right. Yeah. Hello. So I remember getting a pipe and well, getting tobacco. Thing. That's a Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I don't know. I was Playboy. a kid, so I just thought it was like a cartoonist thing because these guys would have pipes. And even Kirby, went, instead of drawing a cigar, a couple times he drew the pipe when he did a oh. self-portrait. Oh, he did? Than, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, maybe Stan Lee had a pipe. Stan too, had so. the big, always yeah. had the cigars, though. Stan was big on the cigars. Did he actually smoke them or just have them as Yeah, mouth? no, Stan used to always have a cigar in those Did pictures. he really? Yeah, the early Marvel pictures, the yeah. uh, Marvel Mania. I don't know if they did pictures, but I remember seeing shots of him and he had the cigar. It was He was caricatured with it. Like, Yeah, no, I've seen Maybe he did it because he was copying Kirby. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Could they smoke over DC offices? When I was there, the yeah, 80s? there was, um, in this, first time I was up in the offices was 77. And Everybody was smoking that. In 77, yeah. they had like a hallway that was kind of wide, and Tex Blaisdell was, he's a, a cartoonist, but he was inking Kurt Swan on Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a little, like a, just a little desk 
very narrow desk. He was inking pages outside of Julie's. With a butt hanging out of his mouth. And yeah, smoking. And yeah. that was just the way it was. And when I got pages, I, I even, maybe I mentioned that. Oh, yeah, you opened them up once? Right. The, no, from uh, when was, Buckler. Well, Buckler was bad, but the guy who uh, was penciling after Buckler, Adrian Gonzalez, when I would open the, the get packages, it actually felt like a big poof of right, 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 cigarette right. smoke. But you're also, you know, you're inking small detail. You get your face really close. And you can breathe. And you really? just smell that nicotine. It was, no shit. It was nasty. Yeah. See, I remember Grand Central Station when they cleaned the ceiling. Oh, right. That was, was scary because... Right. Hey, wait, that's blue? When I was a kid, <laughs> you just when there was this dark brownish-looking brown. ceiling. And what are those? And then you they did almost a, see dots. And they had a little patch. Yeah, yeah, the test sand. The, the test, test thing that they had cleaned off, and you saw this blue with gold stars. And everyone was like, what is that? And then they eventually cleaned the whole ceiling off. And there were stars. And it there. was a whole constellation, yeah. but no one had seen it since, like, the 30s. Yeah. Because well, all that smoke... When you were a kid, did you ever help anybody paint? Because if you ever yeah. had, I remember I would the make, windows open. But I would no, but I would make money like odd jobs. Yeah. Because I didn't uh, as a kid. Oh, I would want money or something. No, but every place that people smoked in maybe had white walls, but they were orange. Oh yeah. My so grandma's house. So you couldn't repaint like yeah. before. You had to use the sponge and wash it off. Yeah, you had to use the what the the sodium the TSP stuff in the water that didn't suds. It was a cleaner that didn't suds up. Like a phosphate. You no, know, I get it, but and I, I don't know. And then sponge and clean the walls before you paint it, because otherwise you would the seal. Would just come off. Well, you would seal that smell and, and that nicotine Ooh, in. Really? Yeah. Well, I remember my grandma had wallpaper. And sometimes wallpaper was just, a big deal. They would just pay me to clean the walls. I didn't even have to paint. I just have to wash the walls for them. Wow. And that because the paint was you know lead based. And yeah, 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 yeah. Something else. But that's that's what we missed by not having people smoking all the time. Well, anyway, so back to the so Jack Kirby vape. thing. Yeah, so now I, they vape. Too. So I replaced the cigar I with a that vape. Has a, that, that has a, <laughs> we just gave Jack a, a vape thing. That has a smell to it, doesn't it? It's um like misty. A, it doesn't. It's a misty. They put like a flavors. They put like flavors or smells like know. you know like bubble gum. It well, they can do like that, but they gum. can do like herbal flavors and yeah. smells and stuff too, because they. They're like incense. Well, they're like va- you can vape non-tobacco. You can vape like herbs. I don't know. I remember some places you'd walk in. They were either they were like head shops or whatever, or like a hippie thing. Yeah. And it would be so thick. Oh yeah. The air with like the incense. Yeah, smell. they'd have like, the incense. Oh, and you'd be sticks. like, oh, I can't remember those. Yeah, like incense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The br- instant headaches. Yeah. It's like walking in, like, what is going on here? And then you also you also had the black light posters. Yeah, black light posters. So your like brain is bombarded with the. Uh, that was a big so thing. Extra sensory. Those are actually valuable if you have black light I had posters. Those Marvel ones. Did you, I was just oh. going to say the Marvel ones are worth big there money. There was an eBay. In humans one. It was like a and black, humans black, black bolt. One? It was a shot of black bolt. With oh, that's out, right. I've seen that. With one. that accordion with the, thing under his, with his arms. wings. Yeah. Yeah. And that was done in. It was purple and whatever the. It was like a, that real hot, hot pink. Yeah, yeah. Fluorescent pink. Yeah. And then it was also the green, the two colors. Yeah. And black. But you could get them at the smoke shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 60s, we the go black to the, light posters. Yeah, we go downtown Milwaukee to the newsstand. No, I remember on black 6th and, yeah. and Wisconsin, and then up, cool. up on like seventh or eighth, yeah. there was a a magic shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to with, have a magic with shop with the smoke Abra- shop, Abra- kind Abra- of a hippie thing where you could get the prints. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I, I do. I remember having the, the they had a, there was yeah, a, a silver one, surfer one. Silver surfer. Thor. Yeah, yeah. There was a big thing. Spider Man for one. a brief period of time. There was a Black Knight one. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An interesting thing about that is what? that 
Roy Thomas. They licensed no, there were licensing characters that weren't like the mainstream characters. No, because Black Knight's obscure. But Black Knight or Black Bolt. Black Bolt, yeah. They were not, you know. But they were cool. They were image. Someone, whoever did those, must have said, "Hey, these are great images." Hmm. You know, no one's going to care. Yeah, they were actual panels, I think. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the Black Knight one was the shot of him on the horse from an issue of Avengers. No, there was also they made these greeting cards. I see those at a lot of shops. They were like, you know. Size of a five by seven right, greeting card, right. but it was all uh, blacklight stuff. I remember getting a blacklight bulb. Yeah, it didn't really work as well as it did in the stores. Oh, really? Yeah. Why they were well because it was store? just a bulb. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have like a we dark. We really didn't room. have a lot of plug-in yeah. outlets either, so you'd put it in the in the ceiling light. Oh, that's it was how you just do it? like a eighty oh. watt bulb mm-hmm. or something. That wasn't quite the same as being surrounded by a bunch of them. Did you, you have your lava lamp with it? I uh, had a lava lamp. The kids did You know too. what? I don't know if I did. Owen did. It was pretty cool, actually, because it would you know, heat up the wax and it would just... No, you know what I had? You, what? And I don't know why. I think I got it because my aunt got it as a gift and she didn't want it. It Hippie was the beads. fiber optic. Remember those? They were like yeah, really thin wires. Yeah. It was fiber optics, like plastic. It was like seaweed. Plastic, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, little tubes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were lights. You plugged it in and it yeah. was a lamp. Yeah. So the fiber optics, and what they use for phone communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah fiber optics. it was just, yeah. the light would be at the very end, but it would travel through right. the little. Yeah. And you'd move it around. And I just, it looked like, a, it almost looked like an alien Star Trek yeah. plant or something. That I had. And of oh, course, I know what the, I saw. All of the KTEL. K-Tel. K-Tel, you know, the record organizer from K-Tel. My sister had that little box that was like all funky uh, tie-dye colors. Oh. And yet inside <laughs> there were 45s. You just take it around with oh, oh. a tote. Well, this was like a, a frame. It was yeah. like a square frame that had slots, and you would just put your albums into these oh, yeah, little yeah, yeah, slots. Oh, yeah, 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 And it stood like up. It stood yeah. up so you could kind of like flip through them and pull an album out. Did you see Toy Story 4? Not yet, no. I saw it. Well, I don't know. Is it... It's, Nowadays, I'm like, is it still playing? Yes, it's only it been two weeks now. I do want to see it. They have ventriloquist dummies in there. Oh, I have as one. They, I know, had one I had one too. Yeah, we, yeah, talked we talked about, about this, yeah, right? Yeah. But they had Danny O'Day. They had Danny O'Day, but they had the henchmen. They were the henchmen oh, to this main little doll oh, who's funny. like the bad guy. Wow. And they're walking around, and my son's like, what are those? I go, ventriloquist dummies. And they are so creepy looking in the movie because they have the oh, jaws. Shoot. Maybe and, my daughter, Rachel, won't want to see Oh, no, 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 no. Not only that, the heads rotate like they're like centuries, and their head just goes around like a... Exorcist. Wow, that'll be a test of her because she, when she was little, she was afraid I still of Danny have the Danny O'Day. Yeah, mine's long Because my mom had saved it, and yeah. when she passed away, it's like, okay, I guess I'll take it. I don't remember them being so out of proportion, though. Were they out of proportion? Was the head that big? Because in the, the heads, movie, Toy Story, the head's really big compared to the body. I don't, well, I don't know. I think they were like 20 inches tall. Yeah. But they had cloth bodies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's the in the movie. The head was like that big. Did your eyes inch. close and open? I can't remember. I had a Howdy Doody too, but those eyes opened and closed. I think no, my Danny was a string only had the mouth. Do. It had a string in the back, and yeah. it just went out, out, out. The yeah, I just where I had one which you put it in the eyes. Well, that was closed. probably more expensive. That was the Howdy Doody. Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't the, have the Mortimer Snurd one. I wanted that one. Yeah. They made it's people don't know what the hell we're talking about. It well, was Charlie McCarthy, they can all, Mortimer Snurd. Google it. I know. But I'm thinking. Google Danny O'Day. But don't do it at night before you go to bed. But because the, it and, and the album that came with it had a blue and white cover, and it was Paul Winchell was the narrator yes. of the whole thing. Talked about how to do the uh, thing. Yeah, he gave you instructions. How to say the alphabet. And he had a booklet that you could go with. Mutter butter. 
something. The booklet, right, because you couldn't use... Yeah, you, you're you couldn't use speaking, TH. Right, you spoke with e, your mouth closed, so you couldn't... E. You had to say D instead of B, and there would P. Because B say would it. require your lips, so you go D, T, T, you know? Yeah. So that's why it's perfect for radio, ventriloquism. Uh, it is. I never realized that. That's why Charlie McCarthy, Sharon, his lips move like first crazy. First movie we ever saw together was called Radio Days by Woody Allen. And we're watching it, and the guy says to the kids, come on, we got to go home tonight. There's going to be a great ventriloquist on the radio. And Sharon couldn't stop laughing. And I looked at her, I go, why? She goes, that's so stupid. I go, what? She goes, a ventriloquist on the radio. Go, yeah, like Charlie McCarthy. She goes, there's nobody there to see it. I go, right. no, they had a studio they audience. audience. So yeah. the guy had a performance. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm at the it was house guy doing with voices. my microphone. Right. It was and like, a guy hey, doing funny I, voices. Too. Yeah. yeah. But how good did you really have to be? Because right. no one could really see it. Right. And when you saw him in movies, Charlie McCarthy. Yeah, they just dubbed it afterwards. Yeah. He, right? Well, no, but he, you could see his lips move. Oh, you did? Yeah. They had that one movie, Every Which Way You Go or On My Way. or There was a movie once with Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen. Yeah. And... Uh, it was Candace Bergen's father, yeah. by the way. But I think it was called, they went that away. Yeah. I think that might have been the movie. Yeah. And McCarthy's in it. I yeah. mean, Charlie McCarthy's well, he did, a character. Edgar Bergen did a couple of movies. He did one, I think there was one that he did with Jack Benny, too. With Maybe a bunch that's of radio the stars. Yeah. yeah, but his lips moved a little bit. Oh. He wasn't like he wasn't a perfect. perfect. He was no senior Wences. Yeah. But those, the, the, the thing about that is funny because when I was a kid as well, we had... Sherry Lewis. Yeah, was Lamb on, Chop. Yeah. Lamb Chop yeah. and Farfel. Really yeah, Farfel was the chocolate. chocolate. Which one was the horse guy? There was a horse one, too. Lily Tyler and Lester? No, 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 it was her. Um, which one was it? Was He had a hat with his ears go, but it was a horse. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What, he was Kukla one of Fran and Ollie? Yeah. Kukla, yeah. That was a dragon. No. Kukla was like a dragon. Fran was the f person. And Ollie was the monster no they used to be on saturday morning Pooka, yeah, Fran yeah. and ollie i can't remember i still have that anyway. puppet anyway still. oh you do yeah it was a hand puppet with a cloth sleeve yeah you put your hand in yeah, it yeah, and yeah you a sock puppet a, yeah. yeah 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 so and I then mean, the muppets came around that was a big and thing. i used to do when i was a kid i would i, I would bring mine to school in, i would perform in the tavern oh well they threw beer money no it was you. probably good though because you know you're, you're performing ventriloquism it's a show, as, they, a, as a seven-year-old came in these guys were all drunk i know they were like so they the were best show i ever seen they're prepared to be entertained anyways uh, yeah, right? yeah yeah they and came in be funny life's bad job's uh, done at, and here comes an annoying seven-year-old kid with a doll i used to have to like if my mom was busy yeah i would pour beers i knew how to tap beers when see I was that's a illegal kid. but you know no well, one's they were looking at they, it is that a retroactive crime they can dig right back? retro but i went to i remember when like oh i would be in the bar yeah. talking to these guys and my mom would be busy somewhere and one of these guys hey Pour me another beer. Like, sir. And I would yes, do sir. it. And I knew how to do it. I knew yeah, how to so not to, on the you tap. Have to tilt it. Yeah, so, so that the you don't get all Yeah, yeah. Um, Look at these valuable life skills you learned. Well, at Heroes Con. You were pouring beer? No. At oh. Heroes Con, this one guy that I know through Twitter, yes. Little John, we hung out on Sunday night. And he told a story about when he was like four or five mixing drinks for his parents party like they would have a cocktail party he yeah. would be mixing drinks he that's kind of messed up and well it's funny though because the first thought came to me was that was a scene in Mad Men yeah uh, where Sally Draper is like a little kid and her dad's Making laying on the couch and she's mixing a drink and she brings it to him and he takes a sip and he goes Too much next time me. no next time you have to muddle the the cherry a little bit for the old-fashioned yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a funny thing and she's like, okay daddy and that just 
that brought back these memories. But he had actually done it as well, so it was kind oh. of funny. So, now and he had a picture of himself, not mixing the drinks, but it was like a picture of himself from that age. And when you look at it, you just think, would people do that now? No, nowadays the kids are rolling joints for their father. Wow. Hey, Dad, here you go. Yeah, I mean, some more uh, Maui Wowie. I don't know. It's, it's a weird world. Funny. It is fun. But all that ties into, in a way, into them taking a cigar out of Captain out of All Jack that way just to go to it there. Does, it because does. Because sure. times were different. Yes. Um, I wonder mean, why everyone looks so much older in those old photos like World War II. They lived harder lives. I know. They're they like all 19 years old and they look like There was 30. terrible air from all the pollution. You think that, so? Yeah. You think that's what aged them? Sure. Just like oh, cigarette smoke, the air pollution was terrible in Milwaukee when I was growing up. And that there was smokestacks, and there was it was yeah. yeah. You could you knew what like you'd go in certain neighborhoods, and it's like wow, that's barely breathable. New York, you could see pictures of the fog. Well, we had the um, sulfate coke plant because there was a lot of steel. Coke is in the coke mineral. As in, yeah. as in basically, it's like steel. What? It's the stuff that it's makes like steel. charcoal, or yeah. it's like a yeah. yeah. And that plant used to use uh, either a dispersed or used ammonia in some way, ammonia really? gas. But when I was a kid, that'll kill you. You would ride your, I'd ride my bike, and there were vents that just blasted this stuff. Ammonia out on the sidewalk. And you weren't. And right I remember through. one time being blinded for about 15 minutes. I mean, of course, that would be a court case now, right? Yeah. But I'm on my bike and I'm riding, and suddenly, just perfectly timed, as I pass this big vent, blast it blasted out ammonia. No shit. And I was blinded. Yeah. My eyes were watering, but I was actually couldn't see anything, not just from my eyes watering, and I fell off my bike. Yeah. So all these things happen, and I just basically had what to, a, like, walk my bike and wait and wait till my vision came back. And I remember thinking, oh, I better not drive by that again. When I was... Uh, even though it's a public sidewalk. No, no, no. When I was working in Charette, at the coffee place in New Haven, my job was to change the ammonia tanks mm. on the blueprint machines. Because the way blueprinting worked is you right. had a piece of paper with emulsion on it. Right. And you took the blueprint, you put it on top of it, and then you fed it through. And the light... And, and the light the exposed light, right. it, and then the ammonia right. darkened. That's why they look right. like blue. Right. And you get that blast of ammonia gas yeah. in your face. But the tanks in the back were these huge four-foot tanks, and you had to roll them because they were pressurized. Right. And there was a gas mask there on the side. I mean, what's that? The guy goes, well, in case there's ever a leak. I'm like, what? But sure enough, you had to be careful yeah, with that yeah, stuff well, because you had to change the tank. Yeah. It was like a propane tank. No, no, I know. But it, you didn't want to screw it up. And there was big signs, no smoke. And imagine this. Nowadays, that would be someone who's an expert would be only certified oh, to do it. Oh, no, we were just like part-time I'm just kids saying, you were just screwing teenager. a connection yeah. that could have been leaking. Oh, I hated doing it. I was always afraid because it had this big ceramic yeah. top to it. And yeah. so, sometimes you'd hear it leak. Yeah. You'd hear that yeah, yeah. And like, oh, jeez. And the smell would be bad. so strong. Yeah. You were like literally, well, that's what they used to wake you up with, yeah. right? Smelling salts. Yeah, but that's different. That's a tiny, tiny dose yeah, of something. Yeah. yeah, but imagine yeah. that just hitting you in yeah. the face. The same thing. Well, when we... You also probably worked, did you work around any developing? Oh, yeah, constantly. Because like, I, I worked oh, yeah. in that stat room, and that stat my room. My skin used to be coming off my the hands. The stat room had no ventilation. No, and oh, you it had to mix. Acetic acid was the fix bath or something, but you had like three chemicals. It smelled like kind of weird petroleum. One of them was definitely a, a vinegary acid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always remember that. That's the stuff and that would burn my skin. That was nasty stuff. Yeah. 
and you'd have to mix it. You were always supposed to put water. Right, the bath, you're supposed 15%. to put water into it, not into water. To dilute it, yeah. And then you'd, I would just tip the tray. Right, I And then I'd that. run by the window and stick my head out and breathe. <laughs> Takes deep breaths. Not only that, air. though, <laughs> but you were supposed to use the tongs to take the prints out. Yeah. But I would get lazy, and I'd yeah. just reach in and pull them yeah. up, and that would eat away oh, yeah, yeah. all my right, skin right around, around your cuticle. Right around the cuticles yeah. would be like, I look like, I don't know what, like a radiation yeah, victim. Yeah, yeah. And somebody goes, what are you doing? I go, what do you mean? They go, you're burning your skin because it's acid. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, they used to, and then you, you'd have the, the acetic acid was the fix, right? I just remember that vinegar smell when you said that. Yeah. And then you had to do a water bath. Then you had to do the water bath to clean it. If you didn't get it all off, it would stain it. It would be brown. Foggy, yeah. Yeah, as soon as it hit the light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the other stuff that we used to do with, I see, never did etching. I did etching with zinc plates. You take metal. It's like printing. We did it in school. Yeah, I did it in school, school, but then you you coat it, and then you cut it and you drop in hydrochloric acid overnight. And it would sit and it would burn into the grooves, and that's how you did that. And then you'd use that for your ink. And you ink it up, and then you relief an Italio. Yeah, when when I was in school back in the dark ages. Is all this stuff legal nowadays? Because I'm thinking, why were they letting us? They could do that as a craft shop now. Yeah. You could do... I'm sure somebody still does lithographs. Lithographs. Yeah, lithographs were done that I way. remember with the stone. The, you'd have it was to a stone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was the same kind of process. I think something etched it. You'd etch the image somehow. Well, litho means stone. Yeah. Stone but photograph. The, there was a print shop near my house when I was a kid, yeah. and it had closed. But I remember when it was open, they used to print posters and yeah. things like yep, for that's how it is. local events, like, yeah, at like the school screen. or yeah. whatever. No, they had a big. It was a big roller. Mm-hmm. Like a handle. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's would, what we had. They would you ink put the it on it, up. and you put a blanket right. on it. Right, and, and then they would roll, roll it, it, and yeah. then they would the paper would go through, and the, the ink would transfer onto, yeah. the, onto the board. And then when we did silk screen, you did multiple color ones. You had to register everything. Yeah. So you'd line up one on yeah, top yeah. of another, and then that's how you get. And my son said, I don't me think a, they still do that. There's a machine that's so close to a silk screen. It's really? crazy. Yeah. He, um, so we do rock posters like that. There's like, a, it's some kind of printing you can buy it it's maybe 300 bucks it's a small not as big as a screen press could be as big yeah, as the yeah, screen yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted. but it works the same way it's almost like all in one where it develops that screen image as one stage and then you put ink on it and you do the squeegee thing yeah yeah, yeah that's right right it's kind of funny he showed it to me he said oh i'm thinking of getting one of these for making I'm band like, posters yeah, and i said that. oh that's cool but that's it's basically like a silk self-contained silk yeah. without having to do the separate stages oh god yeah because remember the silk screen what you would have to do is same thing expose it to the light but we used to cut them you'd cut it we yeah, used to no, cut it the, they, the they had the photo one but the, the if you cut it it yeah. was sharper like if you did yeah. it by hand, you cut that film and then peel off the yeah, areas. Yeah, that was frisket. It was called. It was a ruby lift frisket. Ruby thing. lift. Yeah. yeah. I used to do all that stuff. That was like again eighties. And ties ruby, back li- smoke. ruby lift is also what they used to use to make color separations. That's right. They used to do that Screens. at the advertising yeah. place. If it was a two-color job, you'd, you'd have, have to, to do cut a the screen. ruby lift yeah. wherever red or blue or to whatever it was going to be, and that's what they used for the. Print oh, I used to do that for newspaper ads. Yeah. Like remember the grocery store ads? Yeah. The prices would be in red, and the picture of the ham would be in black. Right. So you'd have to cut them around right. it. So you had two sheets. They'd run the red, and then they'd run the black, and then yeah, it would yeah. make your ad. It's See, crazy. no one knows what that we're talking. About. Well, and now you, all of this stuff is. Now you just do it on a computer in two seconds. Well, now you don't even have to do it yourself. You just yeah. send your image to somebody, and they mail you, you know, beautiful four, four color. Right. That's kind of crazy. No, I saw that coming back though. I see like when you go to like craft fairs, yeah, people are doing like because well, you can print on anything. Cuts. You can print on any kind of cloth. Yeah. You can print on wood. You can print on any surface with some of these. They used to do linoleum, too. The guy does the metal prints at my show. 
Yeah, remember that? We did that in school where you take a yeah, block. A tile. Yeah. It was a block of, a wood block that had linoleum and you would use basically yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. Like a, a design. A, a knife, um, Again, you were creating... Like a floor knife. Yeah, you were yeah. creating like a design and you could print that onto fabric yeah. with different colors and like repeat that same thing and, you know, let it dry and then start a different color. Yeah, but well, we're talking about this now, but there's probably people designing shit now Yeah. on stuff that you and I don't even know about. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh yeah, that. I mean, like when Photoshop. I had, I had a soapscreen thing that I, after high school, I bought a small setup, and I remember making a Christmas, like a, I did a Santa Claus figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so tedious to cut that, you know, the film, the litho, whatever that film was, to make the screen, that once I'd done my Christmas cards that yeah. I'd done it for, I started like, what else can I use this for? So I was asking my mom, I said... You want a Santa image yeah, on anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, she, she was giving me tablecloths, oh, and I was doing it, it yeah, 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 yeah. and then pillowcases and napkins." And oh, those, please! We used to do that with potatoes. <laughs> when you were a kid, you'd take a potato yeah, and you cut too. it, and then you just stamp it and make rubber stamps. See? That's how I do comics now. See. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Photoshop with potatoes. <laughs> when we were kids, they didn't have and podcasts. They had tape recorders. <laughs> this is true. When's the first time you saw a tape recorder? Real, the real tape recorder. My, Remember the reels? My brother Mike bought me one. Real. Uh, my brother Joel and I, for Christmas, we got a reel-to-reel in maybe 1969. Yeah. And but then you couldn't afford to buy the tape. I mean, no, everything the tape was expensive. Was expensive. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You have to read, had to read over. over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we used to have. That. I used to record radio shows. Yeah. Like I would record favorite songs off yeah, the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all did that. You'd but then you always the get mad because the DJ would talk over. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Or you would yeah. always miss the beginning. By the time you yeah, didn't yeah. Pre- play and record, right. you'd miss the opening. I used to do that in the '80s. What are you talking about? That's when we had cassettes. But we didn't have cable. We didn't have four TV stations. That was in. What was I watching? Stranger Things? Oh, no, no, Hugh Jackman in the show. Oh. He said, yeah, because he'd run home after he played soccer on Saturday. He'd come home and the afternoon movie would be on, and they'd show musicals from right. America. Right, So he would see Guys and Dolls right. and um, Porgy and Bad, all those shows. But he said they only had three channels. He right. said, I know it's hard for you to believe, but yeah, yeah. you'd come home, and one channel would show musicals on Saturday, one channel would have, like, farming, right. and the other channel would be... Yeah, I mean, look at, it was ABC, NBC, and CBS, and, and then, then the you locals. had two UHF channels in yeah. our area. We had Channel 18, and we had, I think the other one was the PBS that just started, yeah, like, yeah, in the 60s. Yeah, it was, yeah, was, was mid-60s, I guess, yeah, when the Mr. PBS. Rogers. But, uh, but that didn't run all day. It when only I was, was on for only certain hours. Yeah, right. When I was a kid, and I was in high school, yeah. I lived a block away from high school. Yeah. Which was great because Come I could roll out of bed at yeah. eight o'clock and be there by home homeroom bell at yeah, yeah. eight fifteen. But I came home at lunch, and yeah. I was just discussing this with my brother because we were together for this family right. wedding thing. My mom had a giant space heater in the tavern. Yeah. That's how he heated the whole building. It was just a big gas heater. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when I went to school in the morning, I put two Swanson. Pot pies, Hungry. frozen yeah, 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 pot yeah, yeah. pies on this thing, cover them with foil. Yeah. I would come home from lunch, they would be a little bit burned, but they were, it was a hot lunch. Yeah, yeah. I would put the TV on, and they had the one o'clock movie on yeah. Channel 18, and yeah. it was all the old Warner Brothers, yeah, the 1930s yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. So sometimes I would be watching those movies, and I would like fall asleep. No, I wouldn't oh. fall asleep, but I would be like, I, I don't want to go to school. I want to see how this I ends. I have to go back for art class at yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, one thirty yeah. or two o'clock or something. So oh. I got in trouble a couple times. For no, I remember my job. I worked. Movies like, were more important than school. No, I used I to go home on my lunch hour and just like 
eat lunch and watch TV and then go back to work. You can like, see why that's a bad idea. You don't want to go back. Yeah, you yeah. didn't want to go back. No, they do that on purpose. And I had, as a, as a senior, I had seven class, I had seven hours. I didn't have the eighth, eighth period. I got off to clean my mom's yeah, tavern. Yeah, yeah. So my lunch happened to be like this really late lunch yeah. from 1 to 1.45. And then I'd go back for one class. And then I'd get off at 2.30 to come home and clean up. And I was like, ah. Oh, if only I didn't have that other class. I could miss that. And I did get out of it because it was yearbook. And nobody ever showed up for yearbook. Oh, every time I would go back to school, I would yeah. have to track down somebody to get a key to open the yearbook room. Right, right. And I, after a while, I said, nobody's checking. So I just stayed I just stay home and that watch movies. That reminds me, I used to do the school newspaper, but that was all cut and paste. It was all... You know, we had a paste up. One guy did a, a comic strip in the school paper. I, I was, really I was the to, comic strip I guy. I wanted to do that, no, but somebody who was like a guy. year ahead of me already did it. Yeah. I was going to do a superhero comic, but no. I never got the chance. No, I did that. My, I'm all over the yearbook. I have like full page illustrations yeah, 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 in yeah, yeah, 1975. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee Technical High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was just thinking about that. But we used to have to do the typesetting and oh, then yeah. cut it up and then do the mock-ups and the paste-ups and then do yeah, a yeah. stack camera and then send that to the printer. Well, I, I painted the, the I did the design for this, for the uh, fire curtain in our auditorium. The fire curtain? Yeah, you know, the huge curtain is a fire yeah. curtain that comes down in the yeah. auditorium in our school what do you mean you as a senior thing. I designed the school mascot was a Trojan. It was the... So you had a giant condom on the wrapper? No, yeah. the gladiator guy with the little brush on yes, top of his yes, helmet. Yes, 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 yes. So I drew a superhero version, obviously, of that. And then I had to use the projector from the back oh, of the to, thing. To draw and it. then I painted it onto yeah. the screen, like onto the, the, the fabric. Fabric. Yeah. It was like 20 feet tall. Oh, and apparently really? that last that outlasted me at the school because probably nobody else wanted to do it. Oh. So there was a Jerry Ordway superhero like Trojan drawing. Amazing stores. Do you remember Amazing Stores? Did you ever go I'm to not they sure were in they West? Them in... No, they weren't there. They were in Connecticut. Then. Oh, okay. They were in Connecticut what years? Mass- this is the eighties. There was one in Orange on the Post Road. Yeah, late eighties they were still there. Yeah. yeah. It was right up the road from Is that the Sears. closeout place? Yeah. That may be where I got my Batman peanut butter. Maybe, because I believe it. It would probably <laughs> yeah. from, it would be unopened. But my job there, they knew. They said, oh, you know how to draw? I said, yeah. So they would start buying me giant sheets of poster board, and I'd draw all these, like, little jokes throughout the whole store, like, need luggage? You know, go over here. I need this and that. But then I was trying to get the girls that were really hot, as the uh, cash register, right. the cashiers. So I would draw the girls uh. in the... Uh, the ads and stuff. So it's like, if I like this girl, Julie, she'd be in a bathing suit and like, right. oh, don't forget your suntan lotion, right. aisle six. And then she and would then, say, oh, you've got to meet my boyfriend. He yeah, really loves the drawing you just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they would all do that. Yeah. I would draw great pictures of them. Right. And then sure enough, their boy, their football player, because she was like right. the, the champion cheerleader. Right. And gorgeous girl yeah. back then. I wonder what she looks like now. But anyway. Probably everybody gets old. old. No, but at the time, it was that look. She kind of looked like um, Elizabeth Shue in uh, Karate Kid. Elizabeth Shue still looks good. I know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I would do that. But then the owner of this guy, he always wore a cowboy hat, this uh, Jewish guy. Because I say that because he was like Murray Levine. But he always had this big, giant cowboy hat. And you're like, what are you talking about? But his name was Mr. Amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. But that wasn't his real and he was name. in the ads. He was he in the ads. Yeah, the I would, yes, that he was the beard. Yeah, yeah I, I would draw the ads for the paper. So yeah, that was yeah. my job. So I do the paste up for the ad, and I drew the little cartoon of him. So he had a humongous picture when you walked in, and I had to take sheets 
the biggest paper I could find, and it had to tape them all together. And I remember I had to do it in sections, and then you put them together, right. so it's like the eyes, and then, right. but it was like ten by. So he had a 10. big ego, is what you're oh, saying. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> he, was, but, he didn't call himself Mister Ordinary. No, but I was an Mister Adequate. So no, somebody found one of my catalogs the other day. So, yeah. I got an email from somebody. They said, "Look, I found this old USI catalog from '93." You're the artist on this. I go, yeah. And they were going through the book, and you put pictures and your in jokes in there. Yeah. And they started like, this is you. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. That's cool. They're not worth anything. The guy goes, is this worth anything? I go, about a dollar. Somebody, I think I, saw, I signed a couple of the coloring books I did. Oh, they found the Whitman ones. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they were? The Whitman. Golden books. Golden books. Yeah. Yeah. I signed a How couple. How did they of know those. it was you? Was your name on the inside of the book? Um, I did. Get, I did get a credit. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Oh. So that was kind of nice. What Thunder Bunny or something? No, no, it was the Marvel, the DC. Oh, they found yeah, those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one you told me, Romita Senior? The Marvel up ones. The whole yeah, thing yeah. I wish I. Oh, I always wished I'd been able to save those. Because he drew it all over. Yeah, because it was him drawing all those characters yeah. over my drawings to yeah. correct them. But it's the studio I work for. Studio I work for. They kept all they that kept stuff. it all. Yeah. They probably just tossed it. Probably. Yeah, no one really kept it. The other one, when I was in high school, what? my friend and I. Daryl, we were sophomores. Did we get radio? Do, no, we got to do the uh, posters for the pep rallies. Oh, there and you we go. would do these like they were huge. So you'd have the big rolls of yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're what I'm like saying. four feet by ten feet long. Yeah, and they'd hang them on the side of the stage would, or something. We would draw like the whatever team the boys Tech yeah. Trojans were playing. Beat Crosstown and, High. Yeah. And I was super violent. And I think I may have even told this one before. What's that? Where we, they were playing the the South Division Cardinals. Right. And I did this thing like with the birds. Yeah. Okay. So here's the, the Trojan guy again, the, the Roman gladiator yeah, 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 with the yeah, yeah, spiked yeah. Uh, yeah, helmet yeah. or whatever. Right, right. And they were shoving a. <laughs> he's got a meat grinder, and he was running a meat grinder, shoving the, the cardinal, in, and then it was just like sprays of blood. It's pretty stuff. violent, actually. And and the funny thing is, we never had supervision, right? I take so not, they put no. this thing up in the main hallway on that yeah, Monday morning. Were like, Yikes. And the, the principal came up to me and he goes. Yeah, I think that was a, a, little, too a little too extreme, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the football coach. The school psychologist. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, right. But the football coach he comes up it. to me like an hour Where later. Where you go? Oh, that was the best one ever. Yeah, see? But that shows you the mentality. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. That was the same that. guy who, who was really mean to me when oh, I was a freshman. <laughs> the, the football guy? Yeah. There you go. He, was, he taught electric shop. Oh. And he was like, oh, oh man. here. Hold his two now, ends of the, the wire. The only guy in my entire life he he burst the bubble because i was always a said so you good, suck i was always an a student yeah, yeah and when i hit high school i had a culture shock yeah. going from a little grade school yeah, 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 yeah. i didn't have middle school grade school yeah. to suddenly being like in prison <laughs> no i didn't have middle school and either this we guy, went one through eight and then you went to high school this guy i remember him saying if i had half a brain i'd be dangerous and really that hurt so much i'd never forget forget that i remember seeing my advisor and i go in there and there, sometimes people have a sense i do it too you have a sense of humor that if you don't get the joke come across as an asshole yeah and i walked into his room and i had my portfolio and i said what do you think he said, if you consider ditch digging and i was like oh and it was just like devastating he goes, no, i'm just kidding with you because i guess this i could tell by the look yeah, on yeah. my face i was just about to cry i'm yeah, like yeah. what do you mean ditch digging but well, see that in those days that was get away with could, that but no we had because we had a, a swim teacher yeah as a freshman you had to take swim class yeah for the first whole year they yeah. had an olympic-sized pool yeah, that yeah, they yeah, used yeah, to yeah, use yeah. for training and right. stuff for other other anybody in Milwaukee that right. was a big pool, so we used to have to do relays. We had to do yeah. all this stuff, and I was I could swim, 
but I couldn't swim well, and I was terrified of diving. Oh, God, So yeah. when you had to do relays, you had to dive. Yes. Because you had to pass a baton dive, and yeah, then you yeah, swim yeah, back yeah, yeah. underwater. I never liked stuff. diving either. This coach was so nasty, and he is Coach Budig. Budig? B-U-D-D-I-G. Yeah. And he just looked, he crew cut, just a yeah, hard yeah. ass guy. Yeah, yeah. He, if you screwed up, he would make you stand. Swim laps. With, no, you had your, like, nylon tight swimsuit you'd yeah. be all wet yeah and he would take one of those foam boards you know the floaty boards yeah hit you. and he would whack you on the he back with it as hard as he could really that was your punishment it was like boom that echo that's nuts dude yeah so that's why i say it was it was very uh it was very hard or a lawsuit you would have nowadays oh yeah they wouldn't be able to do that no or they do it they would just and take then you out of the room yeah. yeah yeah done <laughs> no we got hit with rulers. I got hit. I got a scar on my hand right there. That's from a ruler. Really? With a metal edge. Yeah. They have those copper. Yeah, right there. Wow, oh, we got matching scars. That's an exacto exacto knife scar. No, this is from a rusty nail. Oh, no, no. This... Thank God for tetanus shots when I was a kid. I don't know. I got locked jaw now. <laughs> I always wondered what that was. I just assumed you walked around when your jaw was locked. It's, it's your, I think it's a disease it that attacks your, jaw. I think it attacks your tendons and stuff. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with tricks. I, mean, I just, just thought it's you would not walk just around permanently. Like, no, I think it's your every argh. any of your joints, your tendons. Oh, oh. Yeah. who knew? Who knew? But anyway, yeah. So they would beat us up too. Isn't it amazing? I won the Artist of the Year award in high school. And I got a little medal and everything. Wow. Yeah, they had to vote for it. You would vote. You like vote for Mitch. When I was in art in high school, it was a yeah. technical high school. Yeah. There were there was one guy who was painting and he was actually ahead of everybody yeah and his stuff looked good because he basically did what you're supposed to do he would take a picture and he would paint the photograph yeah i but i was like yeah. a comic guy and i thought that was cheating because exactly. everybody yeah, I, yeah. whenever i'd show a drawing in my mom's yeah, tavern they say did that. you trace it right or did you draw it free in right free in I so know. that became like a big badge no, 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 no. Of, i had this kid al frankie great artist he was, i think he went to become an architect he would do the same thing he would do an album cover you mean but, art vandalay no, that's from Seinfeld. <laughs> he would bring in an album cover, like Judas Priest, right. and he'd recreate it, and it would look great. But he was just redoing somebody right. else's art. And right. I would be like, well, you didn't do anything there. You just right. copied that. Yeah, it takes you a while to get over the yeah. fact that it's okay to use reference. Yeah, well, I you still just can't have a use problem it, with that. But you can't use it too slavishly. Blatantly. Yeah, because, I mean, realism is not the Did same as... Did you hear the thing that Sienkiewicz yelled at Arthur about? No. You know how he does those dead covers, like the zombie covers? Yeah. He did, you know, the killing joke shot with right. the Joker having the camera? Right. Well, apparently, there's a cosplayer who dresses up like the Brian Boland right. Joker. Right. It's just like... Yeah. And he did a photograph of him holding the camera. Right. So, all Arthur did was take the photo of this cosplayer, put it in Photoshop, and just add some layers of, like, rotted skin yeah. and put that out as the cover for DC Deceased or something? Really? As a oh, variant? Wow. And so Bill saw it last night. Yeah. And it's like, hey, when you do an homage to somebody, it's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod that right. you're just, you know, somebody else thought of this right. image, you're recreating it in your own but style. You be but you shouldn't be doing this because this is not... I mean, did he have permission to use the I don't the know photo? what the backstory is, but it was showing like this yeah, is yeah. not really cool. Yeah to do that. So. I mean, you really should at the very least have permission of the cosplayer. Well, of all things, for Bill to say something, because honestly, yeah. a lot of those portraits he does when the people die, yeah. go, that's just a reference, but then he right. does his own version of right. it. But, right, you're doing something But he does his it. element. You know, yeah. he's recreated it in his style. Yeah. He doesn't just take it and right. slap it onto 
to a copy machine. Well, I mean, a lot of people were famous blue. for swiping cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, Buckler did, he, he did several years worth of swiping Kirby and swiping, you know what I mean, when he was at Marvel. Are you talking about just the style he drew in? Or no, just he would physical swipe pages? pages. And then when he, when he went to... Wait, he would actually go get old books and just cut them up and then just well, trace them? Not to speak ill of the dead. Well, okay. I mean, basically anything works in comics. It, there's a grand history of well, how swiping. bad was it though? He would well when he was doing. He went from Kirby, he right? Did a Fantastic Four. He yeah. was doing the Kirby stuff from swipes, and I mean, right. he's, Rich was a good artist, right? But maybe that allowed him to draw two books a month. I don't know. But anyways, he had assistants, yeah, right? A bunch like of high Perez was kids. one, and and chance uh, was it Keith Pollard was another. Keith who Pollard worked was him. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, when he was at DC, he started swiping the Neil Adams stuff. And really? that's Dick Giordano would ink it, and it actually looked, wow, it looks like Neil Adams. You know what I mean? Really? I've never that seen him like Neil Adams. Oh, yeah, that whole oh, late 70s that Shazam stuff. Yeah, 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 Well, yeah. the whole period, he did a lot of DC stuff from the late 70s through, like, the about 80. But Buckler was copying Neil Adams? Yeah, but he actually, and again, talking yeah. out of school, but what he, what he, I never saw it, although I inked those pages, and those pages were dead swipes. What I'd heard what? was that he had like high school kids. He would cut out panels, yeah, that's what I'd heard, panels from like Neil Adams comics, and, lay them out. and then he would look at the script and he would just like use figure four, use the, and he would he would basically spell really? it out, and then the kids would trace the things onto the board. Yeah, he would maybe spend a little time cleaning it up a little bit, yeah. and then he would turn it in as pencils. Wow, that's so, kind of messed up. Yeah, it's one thing if you're swiping yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you did the hard work. Yeah, and you yeah, did it. yeah, yeah. I mean, Wally Wood was famous for, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for re repurposing his own I've work. I've seen that, yeah. Um, but, yeah. You, but it's his own stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a point where, like, when I ink, that's why when I ink All-Star Squadron, you'll note that up to that point in that Buckler stuff, everybody inked it as Neil Adams. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Because that's what he was putting in pencils, layouts, whatever. When I did it, I said, I don't want it to look like all these other things. Right, so right, I right. went into it with my own style. Well, I was trying to do a 1940s-esque, yeah. very heavy yeah, yeah. 40s reference Black, style with the thick brush lines or whatever. I really wanted to go totally away from that, and but it took me, that I put a lot of work into it. Well, I was own. told that the reason why you get your Springer and the reason why they look like that is because the printing was so bad. That they would, I heard that's why the lines were so thick is because you couldn't get a lot of detail on the paper or whatever yeah. they were but using. But I mean, Tom Palmer for, no, for, I the 40s. for that era. Oh, in the 40s. But yeah, the, the printing was bad, but there were people who still did beautiful work. It's just that I think most people thought of it as no one's going to see I gotta know this. how Sid Shore and Kurtzman get all that fine detail on their stuff. Well, when you didn't see Reed that. Crandall and Lou yeah. Fine and people like that were really good brushmen. Even, uh, well, oh, that I was mean, all brush work? Yeah. Oh, but wow. I mean, look at the stuff that Eisner did, too. In the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. comics not in the spirit stuff they thought of it as throwaway stuff for the most part and obviously not everybody thought no, it was disposable yeah, some yeah, people yeah. put Crandall put tons of work in that stuff but I think for most people in comics at that time it was a stepping art, stone yeah. like gee maybe I can get into commercial art or be a painter strip. or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah the dream was always to get a newspaper strip. I know I know that was big money man yeah. Syndicate, baby. Syndicate. But yeah, no, the, the, with Buckler, though, it was always funny. And Buckler was just, it was dead, cold Neil Adams swipes. Wow. And, and having it organized in a folder so that you could have some kid basically go almost I know, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, almost like, like, like coloring by numbers yeah, 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 or something. Like, yeah, yeah, it's clip art. Take, yeah. take shot at A, B. And think of here. what you could do now. I mean, oh, back that's what then, I was thinking. you would have to have, somebody, you'd have to have somebody tracing Move through a comic around. page. Yeah. It must have been really difficult. 
they probably use their artograph. Or a light table. Or no, they use their artograph. Yeah, yeah. So you can put that in, you can project it down and move it, size it up or down. Oh, so that's how yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. So I get these All-Star Squadron pages, and it was like, well, that's a Superman figure from Neil. That's a Batman wow, figure. Wow, you could actually call him out. He would just, like, change the costume details a yeah. little bit, and that was, you know. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, again, when you're in a deadline, it's, I mean, everybody, it's every man for himself or every woman for himself. But when you're in a deadline situation and you have to meet deadlines, to, you're getting paid by the page. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make a living, you find ways to make it go faster or whatever. You know, but that's not always, like, artistic no, craftsmanship. I know, I know, I know. I mean, Gil, I to, it's probably told this before, too, is Gil Kane. Remember, Gil Kane had an issue with the us young guys in the Man. 80s because we could work 14 hours on a page to make it good, yeah. whereas he felt like he had to do three or four pages a day to pay his bills yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He felt like he was in a, at a disadvantage to it's, the it's younger the guys who didn't. Doing because he's well, just the younger guys it, didn't yeah. have... Families Bills. or what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I heard always he used existed. to go trace like Grey's Anatomy books for hours and yeah. then go draw. Well, he went through a big artistic change in the '60s when he went from DC to Marvel. You could still see his style in the DC stuff, but it was so covered up by heavy inking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he went to Marvel, he was trying to study Kirby. Yeah. He tried to really like figure out what worked about Kirby, and I think his stuff then became much more dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he found ways to do it in his own. Initially, I don't know if you remember looking at those. He did like a Hulk, a couple yes, of Hulks. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, and yeah. They were very Kirby. Yeah. He was swiping Kirby yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. for it, and then he moved on and, and, and adapted his own set of dynamics. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But it's a it's a business. Yeah, well, I get it. I, I mean, it. people now I think do stuff. I, I see a lot of it's similar to clip art in a way. Yeah. Because they'll grab like a model and off those, of yeah, repeat SketchUp. the same head ten times. Well, well they grab a building or a cityscape yeah. that's on SketchUp or something, and or a car that they didn't really draw. They just got a, a Google SketchUp model and just did the wireframe or something. I mean, I guess whatever works works. I guess it's technology. Yeah. yeah. I like to. I always like to draw from like car models, like yeah, with this yeah, like story. Toys, yeah. I bought. I found a. 1930s car. Yeah, yeah. Say, okay, that might work for this. And, and I then use you that. Can change the angle. You can hold, hold it a different. Yeah, you yeah, also yeah. get lighting off yeah, it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, obviously, somebody probably has done yeah. it. What about the submarines? That was a pain, right? A lot of different Photo pictures. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a submarine was is also hard to find. It's not like not every submarine. No car is the same. You, no. If you're dealing with a 1940s. And how many times do you really get people calling you on it? You just want it to look convincing. Yeah. Like, you know? Hey, that is not the diesel stuff yeah. that the Nazis Well, like we, you and I talked yeah. about that. Because the Raiders of the Lost Ark I didn't even, diesel one. in the yeah. back of my head, I was thinking to myself, wasn't there a submarine in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, Star? there was, yeah. But I didn't look until it was almost done with the story. Yeah. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, damn. It's too late. Yeah. Here's that picture. I could have used and that. that's the one from Das Boot. <laughs> that's the same sub. Because yeah. they rented that. Which makes sense because I did find reference for Das Boot. Yep. And I looked at it with the screen capture I yeah. did for the Indiana Jones. And I was yeah. like, that does look like the same submarine. It is the same exact But again, who's been on a sub? You know what I mean? As far as reference, like someone's going to read it, and as long as you can make it somehow convincing, you buy into it. They're tiny, those subs. Right. right. No, I know, but I'm saying. Like New York apartments are tiny, but in movies, they're really spacious. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't look like that now. In Massachusetts, in New Bedford, there's a place called Battleship Cove, and they have the USS Massachusetts, they have a Russian sub. They have a bunch of stuff. And when you actually go on those things, 
and you see how small oh, they are. Oh my god! Yeah. And then they go, "This is the captain's um, quarters," yeah. and it literally looks like a payphone booth. Remember a payphone right. booth? No, I know. They're, That's what yeah. they were, and it was like you couldn't be more than five four. Yeah. There's yeah. a height requirement, and God knows if your shoulders were broad, yeah. you were not walking yeah. through that thing. And there's nobody too abreast. You all yeah, had to yeah. be sideways. Yeah. Well, so. they had a at the Chicago Museum, Chicago Museum of Industry. Yeah, and they're sleeping on top of torpedoes, by the way. That's yeah, another no, creepy I thing. That too, yeah. I'd be like, that's the guy's bunk, and there's a yeah, torpedo yeah. underneath yeah. them. Yeah, but they, they had a full a full submarine inside that yeah. museum that yeah. when I was a kid. I think the last time I was there was around the Chicago Con in the and 80s. And if you banged your head on one of those things, you the, give yourself a concussion. Yeah. Because the doors oh, yeah, were yeah. like three-inch thick steel, and I remember like going through the... Well, imagine any of those any of those situations while something's moving. Oh, and it's going fast, yeah. and yeah. you're on an angle, and, and you're in you a battleship? You get yeah. hit, or you, you have to turn, or something Oh, no, like you're that. done. Because I remember just walking through with the kids, and if you don't bonk. bang your head, yeah. you bonk. Oh, yeah. my God, it hurt like hell. But that, that's, the reference is fun. I, mean, I was just watching a thing about that. They had lost C-Rex. You know, the what's that Fitzgerald? The Edmund ship? Fitzgerald. Edmund Fitzgerald. Lake Michigan. They talked about how that thing snapped in half yeah. and it sunk in a storm. Yeah. But then they talked about uh, the uh, American sub, the Nautilus or something like that, whatever one so, they lost in the 60s. Oh, okay. And it was just, what happened is the, the pressure. Oh, it just collapsed? It just collapsed. Those guys were dead in yeah. seconds because you're under... 2,000 feet of water. Right, and if you don't have it, it, equalized pressure inside. It was inside. just a small little thing that yeah, went, yeah. like the plating, yeah. and it just a little crack, yeah. and then, yeah. the thought of it's insane. It's yeah, like, no, wait, it's big, because you see these subs sometimes, and they're huge, but yeah. when you realize you're in there millions of tons right. of ocean water, right. you're, you're just And the, the lower you are, the higher the yeah, pressure yeah, 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 is. Yeah. And it just like one little crack, and you know, I think no, there was a transmission, the guys were talking on the radio, and then they just stopped. I mean, they're dead. There's no, yeah. you don't survive something like that. It's being like an ant being stripped yeah, down yeah, by yeah. a bug. Well, think about a shoe. what it, I mean, how claustrophobic it would be anyways, but also oh, there's no you, light once you start sinking. Well, like this Russian accident Which, that happened oh, years last ago? week. No, last week. Last week. Yeah. What you didn't read about it? No. What happened last week? The, I thought you meant the Russian sub they lost years ago. No, they're trying no. to rescue last those guys? Last week, I think it was up in the uh, in the Alaska area. Yeah. That, you know, Arctic, yeah. They had some kind of super secret. It was like a sub and a smaller sub. Yeah. And it was it's like highly classified. So all, all the information that came out was that like you know twelve crew members died, but they saved the world from a greater disaster. And then what you know, you, the parent well, there's, a, there's probably a nuclear powered sub. Right. So they may have died and gotten exposed to something. I don't know. And it's just sitting there in the bottom of the ocean now. Radiating. You know, they're so open about their information. Oh, yeah, the Russians, yeah, yeah. So no, that was I didn't the worry, but, this, but people, yeah. on Twitter, people were going, wow, I just watched Chernobyl on HBO, and it's like, this doesn't give me a good feeling. No, 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 no. Because, <laughs> I mean, they, they denied Chernobyl, the, they denied. Oh, yeah, until so the radiation starts showing but, up in Stockholm. Right, like, right. What's going it's on like in Russia? Russia? Like, yeah, the numbers are off the charts. Nuclear yeah. meltdown here. Yeah, oh, no, no, we don't, oh, okay, we had a small accident. But they, Russia's had a, a nuclear disaster Again, a couple of years ago, the same thing. One of those nuclear subs. So, oh. I mean, what are they doing? I have no you idea. Know? They said that this was a secret mission, but these guys could have been on the... they got to get Cthulhu the, back in the, the cells. Maybe. To eat everybody. I think there's the communication lines that run on the ocean, oh. in the ocean like the floor. The transatlantic cable. They could be there tapping into it. That was amazing, you know. too. The fact that they made a cable that stretched across yeah. the ocean. Like, how does one do that? 
very carefully. <laughs> making it, making it, making it. I was a kid. I was like, is it just stretched across the water? Well, you start on one end, and it's obviously secure on one end. Yes. Right? You keep laying it and you just above keep adding ground, and, adding. and you probably have, who knows how they seal the pieces. But That's they what must I'm wondering. Yeah. And then it just lays on the ground. On the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Thousands it's, of feet. It lays there. It's not like anybody bolted no, it I down. Know. That's what I'm saying, but I'm like... They just sink sections at a time. It's all engineering. You ever read about how the like the Brooklyn Bridge was made? Oh, I made? know how they make the cast and they, well, they drop dug, the guys through. They yeah. dug basically rooms. Yeah. Deeper and deeper so that they could build those foundations. Up, up, yeah, and those and guys too. Those would get guys the bends. would get the bends because yeah, the they didn't know what it was, right? No, no, no. But they're, the deeper they got, it's like, well, they're getting sick. Yeah, we go don't back know to why. work, you yeah. lazy bum. No, but it's because they were under the pressure. It's the crazy. nitrogen bubbles in their the nitrogen in their blood. Crazy, isn't it? But I mean, engineering is an amazing thing. Did you ever see one they want to build this cable that's going to stretch from space to Japan, oh, yeah, yeah, the space was, elevator? Wasn't it Arthur C. Clarke? His yeah, thing I know. was a space elevator? Yeah, but they wanted to actually build that in right. Japan. Well, it was and I'm thinking, yeah, but who wants to ride that thing? And I'm thinking, how does that work? I mean, it's got to be in synchronized orbit because the Earth's going one way and you got something up in space and it just takes a little right, airline. But they can do synchronized. Yeah, but would you really, would you ride that thing? I'm just saying that practicality. Just, yeah, just ship stuff up to space. But the practicality of being able to replenish supplies yeah. in a thing like that is pretty amazing. I know, but I wouldn't want to ride it. Do we go to tap the Empire State Building? I'm not good with heights. I don't like heights either. For some reason, every time I get to high heights, my legs lock up as if I'm going to jump off, and I don't know what that's about. I think that you want to suicide. Jump. I think it's. I the, it's a mental. Wonder what thing. that feels like. No, every I've I think gone, it is. No, I've gone to the Empire State Building, and as soon as I get up there, the the muscles of my thighs lock like I'm literally about Let's to go up run. Next week. Okay, but I'm literally going <laughs> to run and jump, and Let's I don't test know that why. why. Why though? I don't I'll know. I'll just maybe. give you a little push and see if you resist. No, 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 no. <laughs> but imagine if I took like off. Hitchcock movie. Imagine if I took off though, because I keep thinking like maybe. Wow, I didn't realize you could fly. Maybe I want to kill myself. <laughs> maybe you can know. fly. But that's what I'm saying. Your, your brain like, is saying I can fly. Every time I've gone up to those things, literally, I have to step away because I'm like, everything yeah. tenses up as if I'm going to run and put yeah, my yeah. hands out. Too many Superman comics, man. Well, but wouldn't I it be funny if... Have you ever gone in I any did. of those ranger towers in the woods? No. What are you Because those are made out of wood, right? I'm not doing and that. And they, they sway a lot. No. In the wind. And you've been on that? Yeah. What are you, insane? No, it was a thing you had to do when you went to this. It, it was in Wisconsin, one of these vacations no, I went on no, when I was a kid. No. I There's climbed holding you. I climbed really high, Ugh. and then the person I was with kept going. My brother my brother was, of course, happy to go top. But I would, I stopped like three, did you look down? three stairs below, below the top, because I just felt that it was moving like yeah, more yeah, than, yeah, say, yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of feet left to yeah, right yeah, yeah, when yeah. the wind would blow. Ugh. And I remember looking down and going, yeah, this is really high. I'm not going to... So I, oh, you looked down? I did. Oh, and God. Then I, I went down. I kind of crawled down the rest of the Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. You ever see the guys that work on the bridges? Yeah. I When I go over the George Washington Bridge, I look up and I get freaked out yeah. because I'm like, the guy that's changing the light yeah. bulb of it. Who are these people? When we had our second floor built on our house in Fairfield back in the yeah. late 80s, early 30 90s. 30 feet different than 400 feet. It was... I would say it was really high. Yeah. It was more because we had to build off of another roof. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, really yeah, yeah. high. And it was, I had the, the guys who were building it, I said, could you leave your scaffold up so I'll paint the, I'll paint the trim up there. Yeah. Before everything yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah. is easier to do it. So and you went I went up on the Friday afternoon and I didn't realize those boards they use yeah. have, have a lot of give on them. Yeah. So when you're in the middle, it's like it's boing, yeah. boing, boing, boing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was scared. Yeah. Let me 
baseball. Yeah, I did that. The hands yeah. going like this. Yeah. But when I fall, I've fallen off those ladders. No, that's why I can't. When I fell the one time in Easton, yeah. the ladder just snapped in half, and I was at the peak. Like, our, Is this my one the snow? No, this was in the summer. Oh. I was painting, the again, the trim board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was reaching a little too far. And you went right it off. It was just, a, no, I didn't, but the la- I reaching and maybe the pressure point, the ladder just snapped in half. Jesus, really? And I fell, and I hit the ground, and then the ladder hit me. The ladder hit And you. then I went, holy crap, I had like a, piece, a part like that was maybe maybe a foot square that I had not painted. So there's paint. He would have lived I if had the to go back up there and yeah. finish it because it would have looked stupid. Like, why is it that That's one? That's crazy. That shit. one foot. And I was, my foot was shaking when I got the metal ladder and put it back up. Yikes. But it, but it was a wooden ladder that was probably 30 years old. It just, it gave up. <laughs> it gave up. <laughs> no. So I can't, I can't fly. Oh. What? Here's again, like, speaking of this, flying on the internet. Yes. I was on Twitter a couple days ago. Tw- I've seen this. And Twitter. somebody kept repeating this. I, other people have done it, but I first saw it. It's a woman, some woman who developed a way of running kind of like a horse. What? There's a video of her. She's like a tall, blonde she woman. She runs like a horse. She runs on all fours. Really? In a loping way, really efficiently. It's like, it's kind of creepy she watching. Is she available it. for kids' parties? I don't know. Uh, is she available she to actually, date? Wait, so. <laughs> yeah, but a horse is. She's got arms. her legs back and her, she's running, using arms and legs. She's jumping over things. She, it was just, if you see like that, that movie, uh, Glass, that guy gets away from it, you know, know. The, the kid McAvoy, he I runs mean, across the ground like an like animal. That? Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it's like, it's, she's really good, but I'm watching this and somebody, you know, like, I, somebody said, like, whoa, this is crazy. What do you think? And I was like, I dreamt that. I remember dream? having dreams of people where walking either like people horses. are chasing me and I suddenly I'm running and I can't run really well so it's like I go down all fours and I'm able to go really yeah, fast yeah. and I could visualize it like wow I was really going fast and that's exactly what that's, this looks like. Is this after you fell off the ladder? Yeah, when, I, the when the ladder hit me in the yeah, Or this when you were making drinks for people. Yeah, maybe that I was six it. years old. Jerry, don't drink those. So, but I've had, I've had fl- dreams where I could fly. Yeah. And those are cool. But this running thing is just like I've it's just a funny, like definitely a dream kind of thing. Oh yeah. But when you see it in real life, you go, "Wow, oh, that's actually possible." It's I crazy. saw a study the other day that people want to know how do you know we're not in the matrix. I read this whole article about right. they have like meetings right. about how do you know the whole universe isn't really just some computer program right. or we're all right. just there. They had some answer. I can't remember what it was. They uh, said because Mitch Halleck. Exactly because Terrificon. Terrificon is couldn't in exist. One month. From today. Terrificon couldn't exist in the Matrix. There is no terrific Comic Con in the Matrix. Yep, one month from now. Every time that reality does bleed through, though. It does. When you see stuff that seems like it's connected that should no, be connected. When I get the wait, bills. How'd that happen? When I get the bills for all this stuff, that's when it <laughs> bleeds through. So, yeah. Oh. What? About bills? For fa- this is for fans, fans to, to go, oh what? my gosh. What? At Heroes Con. Yeah. On sun- Saturday morning, Yes. I said to Rachel... I said, do you mind if we just get room service for right. breakfast and then I could finish these sketches? Yeah. Because I had like three, four sketches to do before the show opened. Must be nice to be the and king. And it's easier than going yeah, they down go and, and coming table. back up. It's yeah, like yeah. the whole breakfast thing takes you over yeah. an hour. So I call room service. And they go, Jerry Ordway? Two breakfasts. Nothing fancy. Just like their little continental breakfast. $25. It was seventy-one dollars for two. Bologna. Seventy-one bucks. What did and you when the later, it was the regular like a eggs and toast and coffee. How much did you get? Like a trough? No, it wasn't.
isn't a lot. And I said when the that's a lot the lady, of money. Lady or the lady brings it to the to the. And door. you're like, is this American And I dollars? said, and I said, oh, the, it said the tip was included. And she said, oh, I get some of that. So I just gave her some money. Seventy dollars. So one of us, me, for like no. eighty. No. So that, but then I got four sketches done. So yeah, but still though. Yeah, there's got to be a better thing. I've never heard of something. Even Mohegan Sun. Is that Sun, crazy? You go to Mohegan Sun and get room service, not that much money. Well, we had Mohegan, we ordered some stuff and it wasn't as much. Okay. That's what I'm saying. This was like there was. I remember the boys. When the I, basic cost of yeah. it would have been 50. Yeah. yeah. But then there, when it actually got all the added it, yeah. hotel cost, it was 80. Or like when we go to the show and the kids work the show and I come back from this thing and there's like trays in front of my door. I go, yeah. what did you guys have a party in here? And they order like Sundays yeah, and they go yeah. nuts. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, so that's that's a reminder. It's like, holy cow. Go out to so the 60-something restaurants at Mohegan Sun. Well, next time, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, They got hey, a Rachel. bowling alley at the new place where Game On, eight really? bowling lanes right outside wow. the Expo Center. Wow. That's what's called Game On. You walk out, and there's the bowling alleys. Wow. And it's got a DJ and a karaoke and huh. 50 arcades. So it's kind of like, like that, that place, place we went York? to in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Dave and Buster, so that'll be this year's. What was that? Wasn't Dave and Buster? No, it wasn't. It was a cheap foods. Something like a bowl of ramen. Might have different. been. And then uh, apparently there's going to be a drink and draw on Friday night on the rooftop party. Oh yeah. I'm not organizing it. Mark Hammond from All Yeah Comics said. Is he doing it with Dave? Dave Johnson, Johnson who created the drink yeah, and draw. Yeah. I said I just got too much stuff. To, I got too much stuff to do. So what are they? What are they going to do with the? Drawings? You know that. You know the the rooftop party. We've yeah, but what are that. they going to do with the drawings? It's, it's not, not that well lit up there, was it? I don't know. Can you draw on dark lighting or dark? Maybe they'll bring candles. <laughs> well, I don't are know. Are they going to do the drawings for sale or for auction or something? I let them figure it out. Because oh, okay. I said, Mark said, oh, you really should do it if Dave Johnson's there. I said, that's a great idea. Why don't you do it? And gave it off to him because I got too many other things yeah. to organize. Well, who's gonna? That's so, the thing. I mean, but I mean, you gotta have somebody with booze up there. They, they serve booze up there. So it's open. It's open for alcohol. But it's not. It's open to the public. Yes. So it's not just. No, oh, I thought it was no. like you had to rent the. Food no, rooms. no, no. That's why I said do it up there, so I don't have to pay for oh, it. Oh. Because you got bands up there, you got gambling up there. I thought you got that food. was something you had to do special. I did it when I did yeah. it, but I said if they're gonna be doing it, and they do it every Friday. Okay. I said go up there and do it. And Anthony Snyder wants to do a poker tournament, and again I go. These are all great. We yeah. do these every year, but I always have to organize it, and I got too much to do yeah. this year. I don't know why it's so busy this year. Why, this why year seems busier than most years. Well, you, because it's a huger show. You also have more people. Don't you? I have more people. It's more people. The place is bigger. Keep track of and try a lot, balance a lot of stuff. Yeah. But no, if I mean, it works, somebody says, "Why don't you hire more people to help you?" I go. <laughs> Well, it's like seasonal help. I have told people that, that like Heroes Con Baltimore have tremendous, well-run, organized helpers. Uh, yeah. A ton of them. There's like a whole legion of yeah. assistants and people doing, you know, doing stuff for them. I don't have that. You don't have that. No. So you need to have more kids. I have more. Maybe you need my to, kids don't want to well, do Well, what it. you need to do is you need to ask Sharon if you can adopt some teenagers that are old enough to do that hard labor. Get maybe sure. like six or seven of them from maybe a little Ukraine, older than teenagers. Ukraine or maybe yeah, Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. And like a third world country. Well, you could have them. Then you, you could still do. And what do family. I do with them for the rest of the year? Well, you have that storage unit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laborers <laughs> running a slave ring. No, but the problem is you, need, that you don't line. have you don't have like a well organized volunteers unit. No, yeah. Whereas these other shows do have that, and it takes some of the weight off of the guys running the shows. Yeah. 
So you need that. You need the boot camp. That's why when people write to me with all these great ideas, they're all great ideas. Who wants to do it? You need to do your terrific on boot camp and train people in advance. So and then they can come back the next year and get into the show free, but then they got to do stuff. The hard thing is you I, had the Boy Scouts, right? The Boy Scouts do show up every yeah. year. They're good kids. But I don't know if it's going to work until the show's on. That's yeah. the scary thing about this thing. But you got to take a shot. You know, I do every year. So far, it's worked. But one year, yeah. nobody might show up, and it's you and me sitting out there with a weenie roast, and that's not good. <laughs> drink, and, uh, drink and eat. Drink and draw. <laughs> Another hour. Amazingly, Another somehow. Hour. There you go. So that's it. So you're off to. Uh, yeah. And then I'll look and like 400 people downloaded. I'm like, really? The first day? Why? And then John the, Centris and I talked about that. Yeah. I go, did you ever amaze by it? He goes, I can't believe you know 4,000 people listen to you yeah. and I for three hours ago. I didn't even want to listen to you. And I was there. Yeah. I got to do a podcast tonight with uh, Billy Tucci. Oh, was that tonight? At 9 o'clock. I I to be, no, Billy's something uh, happened and he had it canceled last night. So you were on the radio? I was on the radio in Sunday. Sunday night? Sunday night. I was on the radio. Did you do it last week, too? Or? Yeah. I've been co- filling in because the other guy's busy. Which guy? John. Oh, two. oh, oh John. John yeah. Gar- uh, Ganache. Did you go afterwards to yes, have we a, did. a beer Boca. at Yeah, the that's why he's like, place. oh, bring Ordway here. I said, the 28th, we could do the Boom Tube shop, and then there's a couple hours break, so we can go and have well, you you know, have to adult just, beverages. Just call me and And ask. then we'll go to the radio station lit at 6.30 and party <laughs> on. And that'll be a better show. Yeah. He even I'll said he it. did, John, Sir John said he did one uh, gassed up on Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday and they had to do the radio show because right. not everybody's right. Christmas Christian. So he said he should have never done that one because he was hung over and he went to the station and just put the thing on oh. and listened to Ethel Merman for a while. It was bad. I said, was wow. it bad? He goes, oh, it was bad. You hear the playback. Like, but that's a, oh, I'm sure that that in those cases then you find out how little or big your audience is. Oh, yeah. You might yeah. wind up we, I was on one a couple. That. No, I was on a couple weeks ago and he has, you can tell people who are listening online. Right. And I looked up, I go, tell me that number doesn't say nine. And he goes, yeah. He goes, well, it's up to 15 now. I go, is this worth it? And why am I here? Okay, right. and then the, the tenor told people you that. you could do that from home, probably. You that's what I said. In. I said, couldn't I have called in? Because we were talking to this guy who's writing a book about uh, scientists. Right. He's writing graphic novels about, like, you know, Oppenheimer right. And, right. and, you know, uh, what's the guy in the wheelchair? What's the guy? <laughs> Hawkins. Dr. X. Hawkins. <laughs> no, Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. He did that guy. And a, a, a whole comic book. And he's telling us all the stuff. And I said to John, I go, wait, how come he gets to be on the phone and I have to drive here and sit here with you? He goes, well, you're the co-host. I go, yeah, but I have a 45-minute drive back home. I mean, it's nice hanging out in the studio with you, but it's talking about being in a submarine. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting there with the headphones no, on and the sun's beating down over there and we're like, ah, and we're all huddled up and you got the microphone right Did there. Did you get to sit in the same room with Yeah, I'm with John. Yes, 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 yes. The guests sit on the other side with the DJs right, right. on the other side. And the whole time he's like, stop touching stuff because he's like on the thing and he's got notes and I'm like a little kid and I'm like, right. what's that button do? And there's like some flash and he goes, don't fl-. And I'm like, hit You things. just launched the nuclear code. Basically. <laughs> he's like, but they're funny shows because uh, John does all this prep and I just show up and he, I go, who are we talking to tonight? He goes, we're talking to this guy who wrote these uh, graphic novels about scientists. And I said, oh, really? Because Nicholas Tesla and I have the same birthday. And most people always get us confused. I also have the same birthday as Jessica Simpson and Sofia Vergara. You can see where they So, you know, there's a couple, in. it's like, well, a couple of voluptuous women, uh, a nuclear scientist. A voluptuous guy. And me. And, hello, ladies. So, yes, I like, it's all me. What do these people have in common? <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Sofia Vergara, Nicholas Tesla, and Mitch Allen. 
Well, only one of them is yeah, dead. <laughs> Which one, though? I know. From the neck up. But anyway, so we're there, and I'm on the phone, and John goes, just ask some questions. You're the co-host. And I said to the guy, I go, so this Nicholas Tesla, was he a kook or what? And the guy goes, what are you talking about? I go, well, you know, he's building death rays. And, and is, was he like a hardcore rocker? Or was did he, did he party a lot? And the guy's like, uh, I don't know. And I'm like... Okay, that's Did good. Did you read the biography? No, I didn't read it. He's an interesting guy. Oh, I know he yeah. is, but I always hear the stories like he was building death rays well, he, in his basement yeah, and he tried, to he tried to sell it to the government in the 30s. Yeah, they didn't want it. And they didn't want it. But, but then they he took died, all his they records. took it. Yeah, 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 they took it. And then the other one was he, um, uh, he ACDC, the power. Well, he Edison, wanted to transmit Edison, power through the air. Yeah, for free. He wanted it through the air. He didn't want to have wires because and of the GE infrastructure. And he could do it, but... Obviously, there was dangers involved. Yeah, but GE teamed up with Edison, right. and they said, it's, look at it was alternate powers. current versus direct current. Yeah. Was, look at the powers of AC. Right. It kills people. Direct current's right. better. And, there was and no, that's how they made the electric chair, actually. Right, but there was also no there was no validity to that no. argument. It was just like me saying, yeah, Marvel the, Comics caused cancer. Why yeah, are you buying no by DCs? In the AC, because he wanted to give away for free. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's anyway. a... Here's a but, to what? continue this for a second. Tesla? No, you had mentioned something about being dead from the neck, from up. The neck up. Yeah, in check this, up from the neck up. On, in this week's New York Times, yes. the science section, I think it was, this one researcher was trying to study brain pattern, brain stuff. From dead pigs? Did you hear about this? Uh, the one in Yale where they started the pigs back to life after they cut well, their they heads off? They didn't come back to life. No, but, but they started showing signs they of They had like, 10% brain yes, activity yes, in a pig I, that had been dead for a long time. Yeah, and then I they saw had that. Shut, he had they to shut, shut his it thing down, down because of the ethics. What if it got consciousness again? Well, the, the problem was they don't know what the ethics are. They have to rewrite the ethics rules I because this is possible. I saw that I said, now I have bacon from zombie bacon. Well, because they said 10% is still lo less than, say, someone who's technically considered in a brain dead or a coma. There's, there's a yeah, little bit more than that. Juice it, the point was that they were able to keep back. these things viable for up to six hours. Yeah. So that's, we're that's back enough. to science fiction with yeah. guys' heads in... in yeah. Jar. Ted Williams, Frozen I'm just saying, Yeah, Walt Disney. The big thing. This guy, all he wanted to do was solve the issue with when the when the when your brain dies. Yeah. You keep all the, the arteries neurons. collapse. Yes. So he was getting these samples, and they could not test mm -hmm. basically what areas would light up with whatever mm -hmm. stimuli. But if they keep the blood flow so going, so they found he, he said they created some kind of zombie blood pig. type thing yes. with electrolytes that they were able to inject yeah. within if they could get them within a couple hours before these or all little degrade. arteries yeah. and stuff would close up they could actually establish a flow yes. through and circulate like a circulator pump just no, keep running I know. I get through. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's just kind of mind blowing like a heart lung machine but and that gets you back to when you whenever you think about people in comas and stuff and then pulling a plug you know it's a tough decision because yeah, if because it's a loved one so but you also know the more we find out we find out that the brain actually is still active it's yeah. just not able to communicate so so don't that's pull that a little plug scary. on uncle bob but it comes down to a decision how of, much is that going to cost right you? of hundreds of thousand dollars worth of medical bills or versus you know someone who's not responding yeah on that happy note can't so wait. Mitch, I just want you to keep that circulating brain exactly. stuff going through my, my head because I am just a head sitting here right now. There it is, the real Jerry Rubin died in 1993. <laughs> my body's right back after home. the death of Superman. Oh, speaking of that, Eddie Jones died. I saw. Yeah, he Pac was a good Pac Kent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely like someone you who met looked him, like. Right? 
Can you um, meet him on the set, set yeah. briefly? He was. He looked definitely looked like uh, like Pa Kent the way we did yeah. him in the reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He was not. He was a good guy. He was I mean, the rocketeer like as well. But he was. Yeah, he had and he played the drunk, a similar kind of good-hearted, yeah. drunk guy. Yeah, Eddie Jones. I didn't realize. I, I know that eighty-two. I thought he was. Mark Kent is still is still alive, and she's still in stuff. I oh, still see she? her once in a while, and, and, and that's good to hear. She um, was good too. That was, they were they were solid casting. You know. There you go. All right, that's it. I'm wrapping it up. Okay. I was going to wrap it up ten minutes ago until you told me about the dead. Just a thing. second. Let me unplug your brain function. Yeah, exactly. Beep. All right. That's that. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.